Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth. I am uh, in quarantine, recording where I record in my closet, so I feel like I'm really quarantined right now. I have a, uh, a guest with me today. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He, I've done some comedy shows with him. I've seen him uh, at some open mics. You know, just his crowd work is always what I enjoy the most, uh, watching this guy perform. It's my good friend, John Gab, dude. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Thanks for having me on. Super stoked to uh, be doing this quarantine podcast with you, my guy. Yeah, dude. Uh, how you? How's the quarantine? You staying uh, alive? You know, dude. To be honest, it's been fucking really brutal. But yeah. you know what I mean. It's it could be worse. I'm working right now. I do have like an essential job. Nice. Uh, so I've been doing eighty hour weeks like okay. the last month or so. Re- really essential. Uh, yeah, so I work um, as a uh, I work with special needs adults. I'm basically like a caregiver. Okay. Um, but I do one on one, so I don't work in a facility. So it's just me. So we don't have a ton of staff, oh, and we have a I bunch see. of people calling out and quitting. So I've been having to like cover hell of people's shifts. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I've been running a little ragged. Um, and then you know, I'm I'm personally I don't know about you, but I'm a very like extrovert like i i like being out i like touching people i'm a very touchy boy okay uh, <laughs> and you know what i mean i need that that sweet hot hit of oxytocin <laughs> i need them oxy boy i feel I need it oxy touches i need those oxy touches dude yeah. <laughs> that's funny dude no i feel you man it's been weird you know i uh my job is essential as well and it's been weird you go Oh, like you're gonna go get lunch right out on your lunch break or some shit and you look you go to look around what's open and you're like fuck i'm gonna eat like fucking fast food or do a to-go order and then stand outside the like social distance outside the the you know the restaurant place to get my food it's just been like right. a, it's been like yeah it's been a hassle like having to still carry on with regular life while everything else seems to be kind of shut down yeah the only food that i bought i know i feel bad because everyone's like oh you know support your local restaurants i bought nothing but fast food i bought nothing but <laughs> just what's easy what's easiest yeah. what do i not have to work for i've like i've gone to panda express like three times dude uh, <laughs> yeah me too dude panda's <laughs> got it down panda puts yeah. the table like but in front of the door mm-hmm. and then they do the orders just at the, the sliding like oh, the okay. glass they don't even let people walk in wow that's smart just, that's they should just change their whole business model to just that <laughs> oh yeah dude they need a drive-through panda fuck a That'd lobby fuck- there's a drive-through panda back in washington like uh, right next to like the walmart by my house i used to go there all oh. the time <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen another one. That's the only one I know of. Like, I, that's so specific, but that's literally the only drive-through yeah, panda that, that I know of. 
That's fucking lit. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, in and out the other day. Dude, there's something about in and out that just, it feels like America. It feels like America's going to be okay. You know, when you get some animal fries and a Neapolitan milkshake, you're like, yo, co- what, COVID what? Yeah, like, COVID what? Yeah. <laughs> We're out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Like, I'll, I'll be out here. Yeah, I'll be for- out here eating your fucking double doubles and eating just animal forgetting fries, about so COVID. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. In and out does make me forget. Wipes, in and out burger, and <laughs> air conditioning. That's there's, my America. There's so many people, you know, in the line. It feels kind of like a drive-in. It, it does feel like a, just the most American thing you can do, I think, right now during quarantine is go to in and out. Yeah. And I like it, too, because uh, I take my client, and it eats up a fuckload of time. So oh, nice. <laughs> he goes, fucking drive through for 45 minutes. It's like, he can't destroy anything while he's sitting in the backseat of my car. Yeah, that's amazing. Dude, so, he, this client, too, he's, like, he's kind of a fucking pain in the ass. He's like really, like, mischievous, and he tries to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. So, the way I get back at him is I'll, I'll take him through the drive through to get food, and I don't get him anything. And then he has to watch me eat it. Oh, no. <laughs> So, so like we'll go through because he doesn't have any money anyway. But he's like, it's hey, like can I get punishment? a milkshake? Like, yeah, I'll get, I'll like, I'll get the things that he wanted, and I'll just eat them. <laughs> Dude, speaking of eating stuff, man. Uh, ever since this quarantine started, I've been watching you on Instagram. Just <laughs> like some of the. Some of these videos, you eat some stuff and it gets all, like, the smoothie one was my favorite. It just got all over your face, bro. Like, watching that is so hilarious. Where'd you get, like, the idea to start doing, like, you're like, I'm just going to start eating food, like, just in the worst way possible, like, on Instagram every day. (laughs) So, um, the way that it started, uh, so I've had this idea for, like, I think I first probably came up with the idea before I was even doing comedy. Yeah. That I wanted to do a sketch because I, I, ha- I heard about this really funny lane of like Japanese fetish porn that was like. Okay. So hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> no, um, I've got you. So I'm all ears, dude. No there's like a lane for like older Japanese business women that never had kids. Right. So it's like, you know, a man dresses up like a kid and then oh, eats wow. a messy meal. And he's like, oops, I've made a mess. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah. hey, like I'm about that. I'm a, what do you want me to change your dye dye? You're getting all messy. And then so uh that was the idea, but I've I've never gotten to make a sketch of that. That's okay. that's still in the tank. But I had this idea because it, you know, shit gets in my beard nonstop, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm eating. Sometimes if I eat spaghetti, I have to tuck my beard into my shirt. Uh, and that's not a, that's not a joke. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so I thought it'd be funny. Like, okay, what if I take the messy food thing and then, uh, just be like, yo, Venmo me and I'll make you like a personalized message with it. And I've done like over 40 now. Uh, and the, the problem is I made them for five bucks, but then I was like, yo, if you pay more, it'll be crazier. So people started sending $10. Well, then people start sending 20 and like $30. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do? I know. What, so, are, you, what the, are you supposed to eat, dude? The smoothie one was the first expensive one. That okay. was why I, I was like, yo, I have to be at work at, at like 1 p.m. Uh-huh. I did three shots to the face and then <laughs> yeah. drank a smoothie. Watching you do the shots was also great because then you could, while you're drinking the smoothie, you're like, oh, yeah, I can feel the shots. And you could just see it starting to oh. affect you. <laughs> 
Yeah, they that they hit quick as fuck. And then the, the thing that I, I looking back was the funniest thing about that particular video for me because that was the first really messy one. Uh, the smooth is dripping onto my belly the, through the thing, and I don't acknowledge it, and it just becomes a bigger and bigger puddle. I thought that was, was so good. That was my favorite one, but my my probably my most favorite is the recent one, um, the 420 edition. Uh, I don't that think I I've seen that money. one yet. Yeah, I'll it's the watch most it after this. One yeah, okay. I take a, a big dab in the video and also do a, a, a you know I'm like eating cake and coughing. So I'm like, <laughs> it's probably the craziest one I did because like I I actually like had a problem a few times. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like with like the cake or just taking the shot. I thought I was gonna cough up the shot. Like I gagged a little bit. Yeah. So it was pretty rough, but yeah, the, the idea was just like stupid. I don't have anything else to do. And like, I think the brand I sort of have with people is I'm just like a sloppy pile of shit. People assume a lot, you know, and I feed into, I do a lot to feed that, you know, idea of me, but it's, it's funny to me to lean into it. So leaving messages my like my mom bought one like my mom sent me a venmo request to make <laughs> that's and it's like no awesome. joke yeah there's that's like awesome, people dude. i went to high school with were getting them there's like i had like some family members some like distant cousins get some i was like dude this is fucking bananas that's amazing uh, but they're still going i'm still getting requests here and there i think at this point but i haven't had home. a whole lot of time with uh with work and stuff uh super lately but yeah they were fun dude i i i got to a point though i realized it was kind of funny i was like yo i don't think i've enjoyed a meal in like a week and a half like every <laughs> I eat, i'm just eating with my hands i don't enjoy the food i'm eating it gets everywhere and the, and the thing is i had so many messages like pending requests oh, i no. i couldn't I couldn't afford to like eat a meal outside of the videos. <laughs> so so every like, meal you have is just a messy boy message. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I started cutting my meals like in half. And then the other <laughs> thing too is I wanted to make them really specific. So every video I have a different t-shirt. I have a different food item. So I had to start making small portions of just a bunch of random shit and then eating that all throughout the day. So I'd have like seven meals a day. <laughs> but <laughs> it'd just be random ass shit. Oh, that dude, um, that is so funny, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you're if you're listening right now and you haven't seen this, go to John Gab's Instagram, Facebook, watch these videos. They're hilarious, dude. And like, yeah, he, like he says, you know, people are. It's just get, like some of these are just. You can tell. <laughs> Like you can just tell, like afterwards, it's just gonna be like a fucking like. What is the what is it like after? Are you just you get done filming and you're like fuck? There's a couple of the videos where I have trouble turning it off after I, I have trouble hitting the stop button because my hands are covered in food. Yeah. So like I have there's a few of them where I'm like tapping at the phone and there's like I I thought I could I you know I considered editing it out but I just thought it was way funnier to leave it in of like me struggling you're to trying, get the you got like yeah out. you're like got shit on your hands you're trying to yeah reach now it. there's like mustard all over my phone and shit yeah. um <laughs> but yeah the aftermath is always a fucking struggle and like you know I made a, such a big fucking mess and uh, I, I'm do I did most of these you know at, at my parents house they're like not home so they're out of town still they're in michigan yeah i was like you fuck it i'll just go do it over there and like they're no you know i'm not gonna bother anybody so yeah i've been i was using their dining room <laughs> to do these videos. 
the, the best thing too for Christmas, my mom commissioned a cardboard cutout of me. So I yeah. had, uh, <laughs> I had a cardboard shit. cutout. Um, she also got me a bobblehead of myself. Oh my god! Which is the most insane thing like a parent could gift their child, like a bobblehead. <laughs> it just feeds the ego and narcissism. Yeah. Uh, it's like if so I haven't told you, you were already like the best you know, the best boy in the whole wide world. Here's a bobblehead of yourself. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, thank you, mother. Yeah. I will cherish this, mother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It's, but it, it is so funny, like, uh, my, all my shit, it always revolves around, like, myself. It's like, I, like, when I started at the videos, I have a bobblehead, and then I have, you know, like, a cardboard cutout of myself. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm eventually, I'm gonna be trying to make some merch. Uh, my goal was to have merch by summer, but who fucking knows what's going on with that now, but my yeah. merch is gonna have my face on it, too. Okay. I'm gonna have a shirt. A messy version of you? Like a, like a cartoon so, gab that's I all, like, messy? I think it's gonna be the drip the drip king or the drip god okay uh, there you go yeah so it's gonna be like me as a merman with like where a did, trident where did that mm-hmm. come from dude because i before i knew you that's the only when i saw you like on instagram and facebook and stuff everything you post almost you're saying you're drippy or you're hitting the sloppy poppy like where did that come from bro like what is the, okay. what is that okay so first <laughs> first i just i just had to make this correction uh earlier uh, it's not the sloppy pot. It's the soppy pot. Oh, soppy. Okay, I'm sorry. So wet. I'm so dripping so Oh, you're soppy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rhyme soppy and poppy rhyme, so I was like, "Yo, that's uh, okay. fire." Soppy, so it's not poppy. sloppy. Okay, it's soppy. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I take a lot of my influence from people like you know Ric Flair, uh, ah, who have gotcha. you know he has yes. like all these titles for himself. He calls himself the Nature Boy, and he has this stuff. And he he you know I I love that style. That style of like self inflation and, mm-hmm. and sati- I mean it's satirical. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. But the so the drip thing started. So I would, you know, in, in a lot of my posts and my flyers or, or stuff for things, I would refer to myself as like, hey, your boy's going to blah, blah, blah. And I started doing that a lot and people kind of put me with that. So I, the, it, it originally, the first incarnation was I, I started calling myself the drippy boy. Hey, the drippy boy, your, your favorite drippy boy. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of a play on your boy and the drip thing. The drip thing, I don't, it's just, it came from something specific, but it turned into, you know, it, it always was like one upping itself. It's like you're the drippy boy, then the drip father, then the drip king, then the drip god. It's like it's always <laughs> new stages. Boy to man to king to god. Okay. You know what I mean? That's the drip thing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people ask me, "What the like? What the fuck does that mean?" Uh, you know, it has a couple. It's it's a little layered, but. You know, Basically, it's like, you know, rappers talk about, you know, they have all this bling. They're like, hey, check out this drip. I'll be yeah. out here dripping. Yeah, came Dripping through wet. dripping. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So the, the drip for them is the jewelry, but the jewelry is what it gives them the state of mind. The drip, if you really boil it down, the drip is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind of flex. You stay flexing and you stay confident in yourself. Stay, stay dripping. And, and the, the jewelry makes them drip. Because okay. the drip is a state of mind, and therefore, by maintaining a dripful state of mind, I am the, the king of 
of it. I'm the king, the drip king, the uh, drip fob. Because uh, you know what I mean? You don't need to have a $20,000. Okay. I think I understand all- now. And then you, you were dripping so much that you were sopping because of so many drip. And that's yes. where you got the soppy poppy. Okay. I, my uh, pants are soaked. You're just I'm soaked. soaked. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, a, you're just, there's just puddles everywhere. You're just, it's just yeah, dude, dripping. You invite me to your house, there's going to be, you're going to get water damage. Okay. You know what I mean? I just be out here ruining these bitches' beds. I just be out here. <laughs> we got to change the sheets when I leave. They're like, hey, did you, what'd you do in here? Like, I just showed yeah. up. Yeah, I just, I'm here. I'm just that's existing. What happened, baby. Well, yeah, dude. That's my, why, is my, yeah. why is my apartment flooded? I can leave. Yeah, I can leave if you need me to. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, so that's dude. And then also, I spill a lot of my drinks in my beard. You know what I mean? So ah, uh, that's okay. so you, always a lot of drip drops of so tequila. Is, so there's some literal, me. there's some literal drip as well as as well. Yeah, as the, you know, there's the many layers. Okay, I yeah. see. <laughs> there's layers the to the drip, dude. The drip is in your heart. The drip is in all of us. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna start my own church. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah, you better be out there dripping for the Lord. Triptology. Triptology. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Drip is. I've been playing the new uh, Animal Crossing. My island's name is Drip Isle. Uh, that's some okay. true shit. Uh, yeah, dude. I stay, I I'd be staying out. I've okh. been playing some NBA 2K20. Uh, my my team, they're called the Drip Squad. Uh, nice. You know, it, it's we stay out here. We stay okay. out here. Papa stays dripping. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been I've been getting in on that new Warzone. That's been my shit lately. Uh, I, I, I don't play a ton of first person shooters. Gotcha. I uh, yeah, I grew, that was like the back in the day. That was like the thing for me. I was one of those. Call of Duty 4 guys in cells just playing all day, not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a guy that'd be good at, like, knifing. Were you a knifer? Uh, no, nah, sniping was my thing. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I was like, that was that was what I really did. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Dude, how are you How are you hanging up? How are, how are you hanging up? Fuck. How are you handling uh, not being able to do stand-up? Like, I, I don't know if you've been doing any of the Zoom shows or not, but, I mean, it's still, like, you're... Not in front of crowds, not at the mic. Yeah, um, yeah. So with I did a Zoom show. It 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 just it's it's like a sterilized version of performing. You know, it's like performing in a hospital. It's like everything's just the feel is different. My type of comedy, you know, as you mentioned, I I kind of do a lot of crowd work. And I, <clears throat> I I I feel my sets are very fed off of the energy in the room. Yeah. And that is not really possible. You can't really look at someone. You can't talk shit. You can't no. walk that line. And and I, my part of my whole philosophy is I, I really I, – I, and I don't mean to, but I find myself toting the fucking line of like what's acceptable to say <laughs> out loud. And, and when you're sitting at home with a camera in front of you, it feels different than, you know – you're Having out that, with a microphone yeah. strangers. You get that feeling in your balls, like this might go wrong. Mm-hmm. Some people might try and fight me, you know? Yeah. It, it's just excitement. 
is not really there. There's no pressure. So my solution has been just talking to women and then just my desperate need for attention just alienating them immediately. (laughs) Uh, So I've just been ruining – my solution has just been ruining every potential relationship with anybody I've been talking to. If there's a potential chance, if we talked before the virus, then we're not now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's been my pastime is just nice. my desperate need of attention, just, just causing problems throughout my entire life. That's been my do pastime. You, do you feel that because of quarantine, there's not that risk of, like, the the social interaction or the the need to interact socially? So you're just like... Once you're done or once you got what you need, you just kind of feel like it's over. You're like, I'm out of here. I don't need this. Oh, you're talking about like with women? Yeah. Yeah. Like is that? No, I just mean I am very, very needy right now. And if I will overwhelm anybody because the thing with performing, I get all of it out of my system. You get all the attention. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I, I still need all of that fucking. It's like the attention need doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's still there driving yeah. me fucking crazy. It's just now it's a burden for the people around me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been noticing that. I'll go I'll go to get on Instagram live and I'll be like, I've already done this three times today. I don't think I think I yeah, I need to not I need I just need to I just need to chill. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> yeah, I'm back from the Instagram live just because it's like you see like five or six, seven, eight people watching and you're like, yeah. no one really gives a fuck. No. Dude, dude, you know what's funny? There's a there's a chick that I went to high school with. She's like a few grades below me, and she's a stripper now, and she was doing a Instagram live where she's stripping, right? Yeah. So I I happen to just click. I didn't know that. I click on the thing, and she's doing like a pole dance, and I'm watching for a second, and then she gets off and comes over to the camera just to like look at who's joined the room, and something in me just was like, I got to get the fuck out of this room. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I she's like, mode. You're like, I, I can't, like freak, I can't let dude. her know. I don't know. It's like, I've known this girl since she was 15 and yeah. I, I'm like watching her like do this stuff. And it's like, Hey, do you boo boo. But like, it just felt weird. There was like 12 people in the room and I'm one of them. And I just felt like, <laughs> she was that, be like Oh dude, his dick's in his hand. He's fucking. Oh no. Up. It just would have felt really weird. And so I, I got out of that room as fast as possible. And then I went back to, you know, check on it like 15 minutes later, but like, Oh, maybe, you know, she's back to dancing. No, <laughs> It's the fastest I've ever logged in and out of, of somebody's story. I was like, "Oh, maybe she's not. Maybe she's not checking her phone. Maybe she's just dancing right now." Yeah, I was like, maybe she's just dancing. I'll watch a dance, but like, I don't want the like, I don't want the not understand. There's just something like intimate and uh, yeah. like unsettling about like, "Oh, you're watching the fact that I'm watching you." Yeah, it's like let me watch anonymously yeah you should i mean that's a good point dude i think instagram live you should get like a little bit of a preview of what's going on in their live before you they can see that you joined it because if you're just joining to see what's going on that happens to me and then i end up thinking they're still there for a second when i like i'm the one doing the live because you'll have people coming in and just leaving and then you're like hey what's up how's it going you're just talking to nobody fuck like it should be like a way to preview like somebody's you because you could have just sat and watched her dance Maybe just oral and anonymous. There should be, yeah, I, I, yeah. You're, you got a good, you got something good there. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna pitch it to to Zuck. Uh, <laughs> Zuck, let me watch these 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 broads dancing without them knowing. That's Zuck. so funny, dude. Speaking of uh, crowd interaction and uh, you know pressure in the crowd to say stuff, one of my favorite moments, probably in comedy, uh, up until this 
up until now is you and Zach coming out to Salinas to do my show. There happened to my, my supervisor from work happened to know about my show and was like, oh, I'm going to come and bring my wife. I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, thanks. You know, like I didn't think he was actually going to show. And he shows up and he sits in the front. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, you know, <laughs> you, you and Zach, you look over and you ask him his name. I'm like, oh, no. Like, right away when I saw you were started talking to him, I was like, it's not going to go good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the the best moment ever was at the end of the night i go hey that's uh that's my boss you guys <laughs> you look on your face and Zach's face is like the best moment dude it was so fucking funny you're like oh shit it was all good dude he loved it but it was it was so funny because like, you guys just didn't know who that guy was and like sitting there just watching you talk to him and I can't tell you. I'm just like, oh, fuck, dude. I wonder what he's going to say to him. <laughs> no, well, it's just dude, a great moment. You know what's funny? That's not even the worst thing I've done. Like, that's not the worst relationship of like someone I've talked to like that. But that th- that was so funny because I don't think you didn't really know my comedy very well. And no. so you don't really you didn't really know what I the type of stuff that I did. And so Zach and I came down together. I don't, I think you had known him more. So we, you know, it's funny as we had had a, um, you know, like playful, like debate about like who, who was, who you were going to put after the other person. Yeah. Because typically Zach always goes before me because mm-hmm. I do longer sets and stuff than he does. So when you, we saw, I was, I was baiting him the whole day. I was like, you better fucking pray that you don't have to go after me. You better fucking pray that he puts you on before me, dude. And so when we got the lineup and he's after me, we I was like giving him shit the whole day, right? So <laughs> so when we go on, the funniest part for me about that night was that um, I go on and fuck with your boss. I told the dude that I was going to like fuck him and his wife. And so that was my thing. I'm like, yo, I, I don't know how I got into it. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to fuck both of you. Uh, <laughs> and Zach's so thing, he said right after mine, it was like three, 10 seconds into a set, he's like, you guys are going to get a divorce after this. <laughs> it's like, he mentioned them divorcing probably four times during his set. Yeah. And it was, what we thought was so funny, it was, it was such a representation of the difference in our personalities and style. Mine is interjecting myself. I'm going to fuck both you guys. And he goes like, you guys are going to break up. You guys yeah. are going to not be, like feel love anymore. It's like, it's such a funny uh, difference. But yeah, dude, I told, I told uh, my, uh, another comics parents that I was going to fuck them one time. That was on axe. I didn't know that they were his parents. Um, <laughs> Some guy's parents in the crowd. Yeah, it was uh, one of my friends, and we performed. We did a, sh- a show at a club at uh, Laughs Unlimited in uh, yeah. Sacramento. Okay, and uh, his parents were pretty close to the front, so I crowd work off of them. I'm like, you know, and I told his dad I was gonna. I was like, yo, I'm gonna. I told his dad I was gonna fuck his dad, and then we find out after he's like, yo, that was my parents, and I was like, oh, whoops, doodles. Well, you should have probably told me. You know me. Yeah, you should tell. Yeah. <laughs> that's just so funny you're like you should just ask are there any important people in the room that i should know about yeah. like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start doing that in the green room for every show like, is for all you comments is there anybody that any of you actually care about in yeah. the audience who's off Don't limits put them in the back don't fucking yeah, put them where I can see him. 
another reason with the drip. You know what I mean? They, yeah. You put them in the splash zone, they don't get drip drops. <laughs> yeah, you, get drip yeah, there's drops. a drip zone. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's hilarious, dude. Um, <laughs> you remember talking to you about, uh, you know, comedy, the times I've seen you down in Salinas. And you said that, you know, your one of your first times on stage was at Kill Tony. And that was yeah. like, and that's, that's insane because, you know, you see those guys because, you know, I'm a big fan of Kill Tony. I watch it all the time. You see the guys that go up there sometimes. It's their first time ever. And I can't imagine that, like, the pressure that's there. Like, I, I would just crumble. I wouldn't be able to handle that at all. But it's just, I think, you know, it's it's really cool to see, like, some guys go up there and just, just do, like, a freaking, they just crush it. And I think that your second time on there, I actually watched that. I was watching that one live, and I remember seeing you and be like, oh, shit. And it was cool to see, like, your, I went back and watched the first one it was cool to see like your you know i think they even might have mentioned like your uh like progressions and you know from the first time to the second time and like what's it like doing it getting your name pulled what's that feeling like what goes through your head um well first of all thank you i i really appreciate you know you saying that stuff man it means a lot um i do think a little bit um with like the stress of it being a first set i think there's kind of a double-edged thing with it. It's like on, on one hand, it, it is super stressful. However, you have that kind of like, you have that in your back pocket. You're like, well, this is my first time. If it doesn't go that well, I can just be like, yo, I've never done this before. And it's okay. kind of like a get out of jail free card. But if you have do comedy, you go up and you have a bad set, You that it, it matters so much more to you because mm-hmm. you have no excuse. And so like I've watched people that I know are good comics and they they've gone on and not done well and it's not always indicative of how good you are because it's it's such a specific type of show mm-hmm. the you know the thing for me my yeah my first set ever was on kill tony i was gonna bitch out my friend that works at the punchline um put my name in and was like yo i'm not gonna let you be a bitch and i'm so glad that she did because i ended up you know i went up i i got up did it it was i it was you know terrifying but i'm so glad that i did it because you know maybe a week later i started open micing and i did like okay. 10 open mics in the first week and, uh wow. i just like i hit the thing running you know yeah, i did same. my first i think three weeks in and wow. i did my first um 15 minute like feature set like a month and a half in okay. so i went as fast as i possibly could is that I, just you, you know, is that mind. is that you becoming like just obsessed with it right away i gotta do this as much as possible was it like a switch or something or uh, sort of, it was kind of like I, if if i'm gonna do this i gotta do it do it i was like yeah when i started i was 26 and I was like, I, I, a lot of people start a little younger uh-huh. and I was like, I got to make up for some time. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause like thing for me, a, a lot of the guys that I'm like friends with are my age and they're years ahead of me. And it, it's a tough thing when you're like, cause the, the thing with comedy, I don't know if you've ever kind of felt it, but like someone could be your age, but like six or seven years farther into comedy yeah. and they feel like you feel like you're talking to a more adult Yes. You know, is that, yeah. you feel like a sense of seniority towards them, even though you're the same age because they've been doing this thing longer than you. Yeah. There's something weird about that. You know, when I see like Andrew Arolfo, Andrew Arolfo is like, he feels like my dad. It's like, I want his approval. Like I want my dad's approval. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Because he's just as aloof as my dad is. Uh, 
Do you know Andrew? You know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, he's really young, right? He's like he's my age, 28. He just got on. To, oh, I'm thinking uh, of somebody else. Sorry, no, I was thinking. Of yeah, he got else. on the James Corden show. He's a um, he's a Bay Area uh, native. He just got onto late night television. He's oh, killing nice. it. But he he gave me like what probably my first like big real show. He he plugged me onto it. You know, it was like the first show where like they paid for a hotel and they're like out of town. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah. yeah. And it was a thing. It was $60 tickets and it was sold out. That's awesome. And so I, uh, they paid for, a, um, a hotel room and it, it had like a lot of space. So like the whole day I'm pacing around this room, I'm like naked pacing, eating sour patch. Kids going over <laughs> so I was like, yo, I got to do 30 minutes in front of like a sold out thing. And there yeah. were $60 tickets. And I'm like, yo, I'm shitting myself. Um, but it turned out great. Um, the show was at a haunted brothel. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird, dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, I don't know where, what took me off on that tangent. Uh, no, you're good. I, I do think what I said, you're good. We're just, I think you were talking, uh, yeah. it was just related to, you know, first time doing comedy and, and right. Right. But yeah, so that's why I, I kind of, I guess that's what I was saying is, uh, the reason why I, I hit so hard into comedy is because. I was like, yo, I'm, I see all these people that are the same age as me and they're fucking killing it. And they're really uh-huh. good. I want to I I don't want to, you know, be at this level for long. You know, a lot of the people I became friends with when I first started, I'm not really, I, you know, when you take something really seriously, you will move through ranks and you'll see that, you know, there's there's like. A lot of people take comedy and op- the open mic circuit as a – it's just a socializing I was going to say it's more of a hang than – yeah. It's more of a hang, yeah. It's like the smoking cigarettes in front of the bar. Uh-huh. It's more about that than it is about writing new new and quality jokes yeah. and working on a craft. And I, I did not want to fall into that pit, so – you know, there's a lot of the people that I initially, you know, was kind of working with and like doing shows with, doing mics. I, you know, quickly kind of your friend, your circle kind of changes over time yeah. because you surround yourself with people that take the stuff as seriously as you do. And you also, you don't want to feel, I know for me, I don't want to feel like I'm the best out of like the people I keep around myself because I think you should always want to be the worst. You should always want to be like weaker than the people you keep around you because that's how you fucking push up Uh as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, I got to fucking stay up with these cats. I can't, you know, I can't do anything mediocre. And I think that that shapes you into a much more refined performer and version of yourself. Yeah. That's something I took really seriously. And, you know, there was a, there was a time um, like a year ago, I was doing like 25 shows a month for a minute. Um, and then things started kind of slowing down. Um, and then obviously now it's fucking zero, but yeah. you know, I, it, it's just, it's, it's weird. Sometimes you, you start doing something and you're like, yo, I have two, you have two options. You can pussyfoot in it and have it take fucking years and years for you to catch on with like, oh, well, I'm serious. I'm going to invest into it. Or you could just go balls in and if you decide that it's not for you, it's not for you. But, you know, I talked to a lot of people who are like, hey, man, I wish I would have started more seriously earlier. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like get my toe in for four years. Like, dude, that's a four years a long time. Yeah, that's a long time to. Yeah. No, what you're saying makes complete sense. And I think that. You know, I agree with you in the point where if you're gonna hit it, you have to, you have to hit it hard, and you have to, uh, you have to start. You know, and that's something that I kind of learned as, as an out of towner, because at Salinas, there's only, 
you know, the only stuff that's down here is the stuff that, you know, I've put together and, and, you know, El Gordo has put together. There's not like a comedy scene like there is in Santa Cruz or San Jose. And so having to come into that scene as an outsider and then make them like you, I, like all the stuff you're saying, I just, I like totally agree and totally like can relate to because like you, you, you do go through these like circles of kind of, you hang with certain people and you meet more and then you, you start to just like, you, you're kind of just like networking all along and you're like meeting everybody in your circle of like, who's doing it gets bigger and bigger. And you can kind of see like the whole scene and you're like, who's, you know, there's people like stick, stick out that are just like working really hard and you try to emulate that. You try to embody that for yourself. And you try to, like, oh, that person's, you know, there's, I see a lot of stuff where I'm like, man, that guy hit, like, man, he looked like he hit, like, eight open mics this week. Like, fuck, you know, there's, like, so there's some, there's some, like, you just see it on people's Instagrams or Facebooks of they're out, like, every single night on their phone, you know, and, you know, there's some nights where you're not and you're, like, fuck, like, you kind of get that, like, FOMO almost. You're, like, fuck, like, I'm not, like, putting the work in. And, uh, right. yeah, it's been, it's been cool to, you know, to perform with you and I, like, you uh like i think the crowd in salinas really enjoys when you're there that 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 room is like one of my favorite places to perform and like i think a lot of people can say the same and i i I just love seeing people from all the way up in like san francisco and san jose come all the way down to to do that show because it it means a lot to me because it's like you know it's something that people in the scene that i'm trying to become a part of see and want to be a part of too there's like a mutual yeah like, yeah it's so that's like super it's cool something for, that people in the thing you're trying to crack into are trying to crack into your thing mm-hmm. which is dope, dude you've 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 created a, a really outstanding show that room is is a lot of fun it's very pretty it's a really it's the ultimate you know, comedy find where it's a, it's an underground area. It doesn't affect the business upstairs. You can get foot traffic in there yeah. as well. And you have two different staircases, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, just the, the setup is, is as good as it could be a lot of space and you get a very interesting, you know, demographic of people, dude. Yeah. It's so Salinas is such a fucking bizarre melting pot. Cause it you know, is, I know man. the last show I did, there was like a LGBT corner you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like a, it was like a, a good section of the crowd. They all came together. Yeah. Uh, like, and I think like, you were like talking with them after the show and stuff. They really dude, loved your yeah, set. I did not think they were going to like me because I said, I was like, I, you know, <laughs> I, have a, I have a transgender joke I've been working on, but it's, it is, it, it's an, an inclusive joke and it's, it's a tricky topic, but the yeah. joke itself has nothing to do with like making fun of people that are trans. It just includes the idea. And one of the, it was actually one of the first like experiences for me where I, 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 someone told me something and I got to sit back and go like, Whoa, like I feel like I'm actually like cracking a code where it's like this group of trans people, this, um, one of them was like, yo, um, I really liked that joke. Your trans joke was extremely inclusive. You like, I felt like you, you did a really good job. It's like, that was like, and, and that w- felt really good. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. cause being, being edgy, you know, not necessarily edgy, but, but skirting the line of, of what's acceptable, not is something I really enjoy. And then having someone appreciate you, your, you know, cheekiness and be like, oh, yeah. I, this is what I find funny about this and it's a serious topic and someone going like, yo, I feel like you did that idea justice and you didn't, you weren't offensive. You utilized it and you made me feel, you made me laugh, 
but I also didn't feel like I was made fun of and you've made me feel included. I dude, that made my dick hard. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was some shit. And, and that was the, the last show I did with you, um, at your place and, uh-huh. uh, Excel public house. And, and such, that's such a, that was such a cool experience and such a fun room. And I'm so grateful too, that, the first time I got to come out there was with Malcolm Hatchett and yeah, it was the, dude. the two year an- or the anniversary. Yeah. So it's like, got to perform with one of my favorite people ever. My favorite comics, Andy cake. You know, your place is fire. Oh yeah. And we had I cake that night on the back. I forgot about that. Yeah. We had, we yeah, had cake and shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, no, it's fucking uh, bartenders almost didn't let us have it. We had to go and eat it out in the back because oh, they're like, true, no, yeah. get that out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to go eat it in the <laughs> back of the bar outside with like, we didn't even have like, we didn't even have fucking forks and like some lady gave us forks and plates. And... Yeah, there was another birthday party. There was a birthday party. We took some of the- Oh, yeah, there was a birthday party at the bar. <laughs> we took their... <laughs> Oh man. Extra, like forks and shit. Yeah, they were super nice. Yeah, they were amazing. <laughs> Oh man, no, I, dude, I've, I've had Malcolm up here a couple times now and, uh, I love that guy, dude. He's so awesome to hang with and he's a great comic. I want to try to get him on this podcast as well. He's just an awesome dude. And yeah, I, that show was so much fun. You and Zach, I think, I think, I think Joe was there too. Uh, I don't know. That was a different one. We were all supposed to come oh, together. Oh, that was the Grace. Grayson came down, I think, instead. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. So, like, I remember Joe was like, hey, we're all going down together, right? And we're like, yeah. And Joe made the plans with us. And then we texted him the day of. He's like, oh, dude, I'm out surfing. <laughs> classic dude like, plans. yeah awesome. that is classic joe though I, I love joe but the, i think the one of the funniest things is when when zach and i came down there the first time he what he insulted the entire room and called them all poor yeah and that was one of the hardest i've ever laughed because he turned a full room of people just completely against him <laughs> yeah. and it was so unbelievably funny for him to just insult the like wealth level of the area and then meanwhile <laughs> he's wearing like just, a gold watch and he like, had no idea and, yeah he was just so it's just <laughs> No idea where he was. <laughs> That's why I I fuck with him because that level of like just I'm gonna I'm gonna take that chance like yeah. fuck it I, that I fucks with that. That's the type of people you know because I mean? that's yeah, that's yeah. Uh, almost a version of like what I do. I I like that mentality of like hey I'm just gonna fucking be ballsy. I'm gonna talk shit. I'm gonna do what I want and it's gonna be weird, but I'm gonna do it and it's yeah. gonna be funny. It's gonna make me laugh. No, yeah, I, I've, I've seen him at open mics a couple of times and, you know, obviously at the show and he, uh, yeah, he definitely does, you know, take that, take that risk and kind of leans into it. I've always thought he kind of looks like, uh, he looks like Bradley Cooper and like Pauly D if they had like a kid. That's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pauly D vibes. He's yeah, kind of like, like from It's Always Sunny and yeah. Pauly D. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he the white member of Jersey Shore. Too. Just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why are you oh, here, yeah. Zach? 
I yeah, so, I love that his his hair sits like an inch and a half to two inches above his head. Yeah, uh, it's very it's fun. Yeah, he's he got, has the he's craziest the, his eyebrows when he gets like an angry look. It's right. like the craziest looking face. Yeah. I look, Jesus. Yeah, he's a demon. Yeah. Well, he's awesome, man. Well, dude, I think yeah, I think well, there's a good place to to wrap it up here. I really enjoyed uh, sitting down and talking with you today. Freaking, I laughed my ass off this whole time, dude. Hearing about the hearing about the origins of the drip and you know the messy boys and just <laughs> no, it was like it was it was fun, dude. And uh, you'll have to do this again sometime. I want to get you and Joe and Zach on here all at one time. I think that would be fucking oh, fun. Dude, that would be absolutely fucking bananas. <laughs> I, I think that would be better to do once the quarant when we can all be in a room together. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because uh, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> you know, that would be so much fun. Because yeah. you're gonna. We're all gonna interrupt each other a fuckload and oh, talk, yeah. you know. So it'll be fun to I, edit. <laughs> I'm so excited to do that with with all them boys. Yeah, I'll send um, a message yeah, out dude, once. Thank you for out. having me on, dude. Um, I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Um, it's nice to have some laughs and. Uh, yeah. Let me know um, when it's gonna air so I, I can start promoting it. Um, you yeah. know, a little bit in advance. Um, yeah, I'll have to yeah. get I'll have to get you some I'll have to Venmo you so you can get a messy boy. Uh, messy boy message up here for the pod got you, i got you boy um yeah whatever you want um and then for anybody listening uh if you would like to get your own messy boy message uh look me up on instagram it's uh, at john gab comedy j-o-n-g-a-b comedy uh yeah hit me up send me a dm if you venmo me i'll do it i'll uh i'll do a i do quinceaneras bat mitzvahs you want to propose to your significant other you want to Fucking send a video to your grandma to tell her to stop being racist. You want to fire somebody? You want to, dude? Whatever you want, I'll do. You want to? You want to send a video to your baby daddy that he's not the father? You want to, dude? I'll do whatever you want. So yeah, hit me up, John Gab Comedy on Instagram. Fuck yeah. Awesome man, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for having me, dude. And uh, can't wait till next time. Cool. Stay safe, my dude. You too, man. Hey everybody, thank you for listening and make sure to head over to the Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod. If you also like to see what I'm doing, you can go to at underscore mboof on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube Michael Booth. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe.